Moncrief on News Talk. You may not have heard uh, of Andy Lee because it's not the former boxer we're talking about. This Andy Lee is from Dublin. He's lived in the UK for many years where he's become a hugely successful porn star. Arguably Ireland's most successful porn star. A second documentary about him is just finishing post-production. Andy, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you? How did you get into this business? Uh, so, 15 years ago, I met a fella in the gym and uh, I walked out of changing rooms uh, waving me bits about. And he's like, Jesus, me, do you want to earn some money? And that's how it all started. 600 quid, go do a, a, a video for a website. And that's where it all began. Right, okay. And this fella, I assume, just wasn't some random or he worked in the business himself? Yeah, he was in the business himself. Yeah. So he just said, I can hook you up. If you want to make some cash, I was doing um, plumbing on a building site, earning barely any money at the time. And um, that was a great way of me making some money. Yeah. And and then after that, then, okay, you'd made some money, I assume, just for a few hours' yeah. work. Are you now a company? Do you, how, how does it work for you? What's your business model? If yeah. You like? So, my business, so I'm basically uh, an OnlyFans creator. Base, majority of my work is OnlyFans now. Um, but I'm on Pornhub and many vids, all these other things. So um, I create my content, post it online myself, and I get paid. Um, that's basically how it works. Yeah. And are you, uh, do you employ then other people to be in the films with you? No, no, no. So, so I'm, uh, I'm self-employed myself, and other creators would come together and we work on a collaboration. So say me and another person works together, we both own the video and we both can do whatever we want with the video separately. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. So it's kind of an intersection thing. And in, yeah. in, in the 15 years then you've been doing this, uh, has, uh, have you found the market's grown for it or, or where is it at? Yeah. So um, it all changed for me about four years ago um, when OnlyFans came on the scene. Um, it was COVID time, the start of COVID. Uh, I was working for the council and... My boss had seen my stuff on the internet from my past and he literally let me go that day. And it was peak COVID, right at the start of COVID when everything was scary. Uh, I couldn't get another job anywhere. So I turned to OnlyFans. And since then, um, OnlyFans has become a life. It literally has changed my life in every positive way. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm at now. Yeah. And because the, the, I assume you do your tax and everything, what are you registered yeah. as on your tax form? What does it say uh, you do? A limited company, um, social media. All right, okay. You don't have to be uh, any, any more specific than that. And it, no, it, no. and strictly speaking, is it legal? It's totally legal. Yeah, There's yeah. Nothing, we're all adults. We do everything in a uh, private location and all filmed with consent. Everything you do for the internet these days. This is specifically what I teach people. Everything you do has to be done legally. So everyone has to have ID. Everyone has to fill out model release forms, and it has to be filmed in a private location. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the, the, and and is it true you're running a kind of a course for people to get into this? Yeah. So over the years, people has friends and uh, other people have come to me and asked me how did I get into the adult industry. So I decided to use the money I had saved up to uh, buy a building, a bar building, and converted it into a big like I call it a studio, but it's PSU, the Porn State University. So guys, come to me. Let's say you call me, um, Sean. Hi, Andy. I'm Sean. Um, I want to get into the adult industry. Um, we have an interview. Me and you chat totally free. I don't charge anybody anything. Um, 
you come along to me. We'll have a chat about uh, every every detail of the adult industry. Make sure that it's it's definitely something you want to do. You go away, think about it. Then I get people to post some pictures online that are not fully nude, that are just like glamour type photos, and let them deal with um, their comments and the reaction and see how they deal with it. And if if they're still okay with it and they want to continue, then come to my studio. And we have everything set up for everybody, all different sets, cameras, and everything for everybody to work with safely. And get some content on it. That's basically how it starts. Yeah, and when you get people to do that, to post those pictures, roughly speaking, how many people then say, yes, I can handle this, or no, I can't handle this? Uh, I, I've only ever had a few, about a handful of people say, no, they can't handle it, but I really push it on them. Like, look, this once once you post on the internet, that's out there forever. You have to deal with everybody. Now, I mean, everybody, your grandparents, to you, everybody's seen your content. If you can't deal with that, then don't do it. It's as simple as that. Some people come to me and say they don't want to show their face and stuff like that. And I just tell them there's no point doing it. Don't even entertain it. Um, and that's where we go. Yeah. And plus, also, as well, as happened to you, if somebody starts doing this, then, you know, when, if they want to go back to being an actuary or whatever, there's probably very yeah. little chance of that. Of course. It's the stigma against the adult industry, you know. Um, if I went for a job now, because my name is so big out there now that I probably struggle. Yeah. Now, I, and because I, I, you mentioned there saying to people, well, you know, your grandparents will see it or whatever. Is there, and if someone's going to do this, and you must have had this experience too, how do you go about telling your family? So I've done a documentary on TV, and that was me sort of letting everybody know, ripping the band aid off, telling everybody. So before the documentary was aired, I called the important people in my life and I said look this is the situation um, I'm doing this now uh, I've been struggling for money and I've been struggling mentally for a long time and this was my way out I'm really happy with what way it's gone just to let you know that's where what's happening and to be honest 80% of the people were supportive of me some of my aunties and uncles didn't really like it um, but that's life yeah I suppose yeah if, if, if yeah. most people accepted it that's fine but then would they, did they accept it or did they go, okay, fine, but I don't want to know about it? Or, or what way they are, you know, in the same way that if you're a plumber or something, somebody might say, how was, your, how was work today? Uh, would, your, <laughs> would, your, would your family ask you those kind of questions? So I have a couple of aunties who I'm really close with and they love it. They love me talking about it. They, they think I'm nuts, you know. Um, mm. But then I have uncles. If I try and mention that in front of some of my uncles and stuff, they're just like, look, I don't know, that's disgusting. Yeah, 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 along them lines. But it has everybody who knows me can see where I came from. I came from the slums of Dublin to the life I live now is polar opposite. I'm extremely successful now. I grew up in poverty, drug-related, everything, and now I'm successful. So I, nobody can complain. Yeah, and you say you were beforehand. You were struggling mentally. What 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 was the nature of that? So everything, like, I had a plumbing business that went under. We went bankrupt uh, at the start of COVID. That's when I got a job for the council. And I was extremely stressed out. I just, I was in a lot of debt. And I just couldn't, I couldn't find a way out. Um, I never, ever thought about doing OnlyFans at that time. And then when I got, let go of my job, a guy came to me and said, look, mate, you, a guy who used to own that adult website, he said to me, look, you have a big following out there. I think you'll do really well if you try. And... I decided to give it a go and it just took off. And now I, I, do, I don't know, it's like a little part-time thing while I was looking for a job, but now it's my life. Yeah. And do you feel you have more self-respect now that you, uh, uh, you've been successful at this? Definitely. Look, you, you won't find anyone more confident than me. Look, I'm a good-looking lad. I have a 
big dick and I'm rich. You know, what, what, what can anyone complain about? And, and you did mention you'd already been involved in a documentary. As I understand, you're involved in making another one now. Yeah, so currently we're filming, we're just nearly finished filming, um, filming a documentary all about my crazy life, where I came from in Dublin to where I am now in the world and everywhere along the line. And a big part of that is obviously the adult industry. And what's, what's happened lately with me with the adult industry, I've been trolled a lot online. So um, with being trolled, uh, me and the producers decided to um, pull an experiment. So what we done was we got a fake tattoo on my face mm. by saying OnlyFans. Now, it was only a little tattoo on my cheek. Um, we decided to put this online and see what the reaction would be. Now, I was expecting the reaction. A lot of people, a lot of people's opinions, like, they, they don't like the tattoo. That's fair enough. If you don't like the tattoo, you don't like it. But people went beyond that. You know, they went, they started taking things personal, started attacking me personally, inbox, and on the comments, people saying, oh, I was disgusting. I was a disgrace to my family. They've lost respect for me. All for this silly little tattoo. And that's the type of thing that we're dealing with these days. Yeah. Would you not be getting those kind of comments anyway, I'd imagine? Well, I guess some, like, generally no, because, like, why would I? I'm, like, I'm extremely successful. What can people say? Like, you know, there's nothing, nothing, like, don't get me wrong. All this stuff doesn't bother me in the slightest. I live for it. My name on the social media is, like, the troll destroyer. I, they motivate me because I know when they're trolling me, I'm doing something right. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's, I, I suppose, Andy, there's always going to be a cohort of people especially on social media, you know yourself, but people who would yeah. disapprove of the adult industry and what you do of for course. a living. Of, of course, definitely. And this was the, this was the, uh, the idea behind the little experiment because obviously I can, I, I can take on anything, anything anyone throws at me, uh, troll-wise. I can take it, I love it. But there's people out there who are just starting in the adult industry who come to me and they're, they're very sensitive to all this type of stuff. Now, I, I try to help them and I try and mentor them to, to build them up to it. But when someone's out there telling you to kill yourself, you know, for stupid little things, yeah, I'm afraid that some of these people might actually do it, you know? Yeah. Is there, is, is, is this, I suppose, like other forms of acting or, or, or being a professional footballer, do you age out of it? Is, is there a point at which, Andy, you kind of go, well, I might be a bit long in the tooth for this now? Well, well, I'm not sure. Um, obviously, there is, <laughs> there is people all doing it, you know. Um, for me, I'll do it for as long as I can um, until my numbers start dropping and people are not interested in me anymore. Then that's when I'll stop. And hopefully, um, I'm trying to build up a, a property portfolio now to back that up. But for now, I, I have no plans of stopping. I absolutely, I'm, I love what I do. Yeah. Uh, when were the, the, the documentary you're making at the moment? When, do you know when that's going to be released or indeed well, where it's hoping, going to be released? We're hoping the end of next month. Um, we can't say at the moment where it's going to be released, but um, hoping the end of next month, uh, if everything goes well, please God. Okie dokie. Andy Lee, thanks a million for talking to us today. Right. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You have a great day, yeah? Uh, well, well, we'll try our best to have a great day. Uh, someone uh, uh, wants to know, can you ask your guest, is being a porn star like being a tradesman or a mechanic? Does he get friends or family asking for favours for free? Well, uh, Andy, as you heard there, is, uh, is a plumber by trade. Uh, I would imagine probably th- uh, that would be valued far more by his family in terms of asking for favours rather than uh, the, other, the other gifts he alluded to. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.